to The Process, the podcast. I'm your hostess, Ebony Ishea Holyfield, aka EEH. And today you're tuned in to part two of an intimate conversation I had with life coach, speaker, and writer Mia Dunlap. We are discussing friendship wounds and how to heal them as an adult. If you tuned into episode one, we went on a four-year hiatus from being friends and we discussed where that shift happened. And now we are discussing in part two how we are planning to heal from that wound and how we're navigating it. And we wanted you to be a fly on the wall just to hear a real live heart-to-heart conversation that a lot of us do not get to be in on or a lot of people don't discuss how they heal their friendships, what that conversation sounds like, what it feels like. So we wanted to make sure that you had an experience to see that it's not always pretty, to see um, how you have to be vulnerable, how you have to be honest, and how there is room to grow if you have two people that are willing to just duke it out and when I say duke it out I mean do the emotional work do the spiritual and mental work to heal that relationship so without further ado let's just go straight into episode two let's go that was a long answer to what our wound was so I will quickly go to back to that quote where it says um you don't get to choose who wounds you and you don't get to choose who heals you and so the healing part the forgiveness is something that I definitely want to touch on as well. And I chose to forgive Mia and me. And yeah, so I chose to forgive Mia before I ever received an apology. And I just wanted to release myself of any of that energy and carrying that weight. And I also was very clear on some of your past history, like how you grew up and things like that and how you could be internalizing things. So I understood that like everybody's doing the best that they can with the information that they have, but that doesn't mean that even though you understand that you have to be committed to the behavior, what have you. So I made a decision that, Hey, this doesn't work for me, but I wish me a well. And, um, I'm willing to let that go. So I did forgive on my end. And so actually the quote for the forgiveness part is what you said earlier. And it's a quote by Tyree BP. And it says, adulting is recognizing that two things can be true at the same time. And so as true as my feelings were, I can also empathize or let's say sympathize with Mia that her truth is valid as well. Do you ever have to forgive me in any capacity? during this process? I think my, I think I had to forgive myself uh, for like 
it took years for me to um, reconcile that A, I did the best, because I was like beating myself up, being like, well, you keep saying, Leah, that you did the best you could with what you had, but it still ended a relationship in some way. And Mia, you thought you were being emotionally healthy and like communicating and it ended a relationship that you love, that I loved. And so there was some forgiving on my, to myself that I had to do um, and having grace with myself. And like, I think I said yes so often again after that, because it's like, well, don't say no to your friends. Like if they need you, you gotta be there. And you can't say no to them because they might not be your friend again. It was like, okay like I did and so I did that for some time you know I, I, I got like roped into some like really like harmful friendships from like saying yes so often not harmful friendships like hard situations um harmful friendships felt extreme but like hard situations with friends and so then Ebony I went to another extreme where I would be like okay um no, when you all come, don't stay with me um, because like, what if they need three more days and like, I don't have three more days or, and so they were friends who were moving to New York and I'm like, oh, I don't hang out. Like, I don't, I don't expect a lot from me when y'all are here because I was like, oh, the, I wonder like what the story is about Mia. And like, it sounded like the story started to go and travel with feet um, about what happened between us. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't really know how to like reel that in and like tell my part of the story, my part of like what happened. And so that was part of it, like forgiving myself. I think the other part of like forgiving you was, it was more of accepting of like, you were where you were at that time. And like, you had some like, I wouldn't wish what you were going through on a soul, Ebony. I wouldn't wish it on a soul. And um, I knew that all I had to give, I gave. If there was more I had to give, I promised to God, like I would have given it. And so that was literally all I had to give. And um, I was like, she may not be able to understand me now, but maybe it'll take some years. Like that's what I was like reconciling with myself. Like it'll take time for her to know, like there are times where like people really do the best that they can. And like, I knew for me, I was like, I'm not a bad person for saying no to an extension. Like I'm not bad and I'm not wrong. I'm not bad or wrong for like communic trying to communicate and say like, I mean, you don't have to respond to this. Don't feel compelled to. Here's what hurt. Here's what's painful. Like I thought I, for me at that time, I thought I was like being an effective communicator saying like, I just want to share this. And like, I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to discourse in it, but I do want to share it. And like, maybe that wasn't the right thing to do at the time. It sounds like, like that also had a negative impact on you. And I also knew like there was like a way that you had been hurt from friendships. And so like that could have been clouding how you heard my no, clouding how you, like you had had a lot of pain around that. And um, so yeah, I, I was also like in that space of like trying to get into your, put myself in your shoes and being like, it, it may, Mia, what you gotta know is like, it may take some time for Ebony to get it, like where you were, just as you're trying to put yourself into her shoes. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that I got it, but I still made a a decision that, oh, this is not going to work for me, especially because I received, like, losing the best friend, losing the boyfriend, not having a job. Like, it seemed as if everybody was doing what was best for them. 
at the expense of me being like, but I want to hold on to you guys, but I feel like I'm getting beat up in the process. And so I'm like, oh, Ebony, you just have to make the best decision for yourself like they are. And um, if that means being disconnected from them, so be it. Like everybody has a decision that they're making. And so you need to respect their boundary and then hope that they respect yours or step away if they don't respect it. But um, I definitely chose to forgive you. And I think that that's a great healing component that you just expressed about like forgiving yourself and when, and not going down a downward spiral with trying to not allow this to happen again in other friendships, you know, at the expense of yourself, like how it can go on both ends. Um, but I also want to say that like Mia ended up sending me a verbal apology um, well, a written apology. I'm sorry. She sent me a written apology and it meant the world to me. And when she sent it, I told her that I had forgiven her years ago, but I, I would be remiss if I did not say that or acknowledge that I felt like I had wet clothes on that were finally being taken off when she sent me that apology. And partially because a lot of times people can apologize and but still kind of like put stuff on you whether they feel like that is true or not um but mia like took full responsibility she didn't mention me at all really in the apology it was like hey i apologize for what i um allowed you to experience based upon where i was in my life at that time and that was very real to me and i've never received an apology like that so it meant the world to me and i say that to say like if people are wondering like ebony why did you decide to uh now allow this friendship to come back together or fully participate in it and that was a major part that i felt like you took responsibility for what happened on your end and I also think that it was a sign that we both are different people and we're coming into this friendship as two totally different people than the, the people we were in 2012 and even the people we were in 2016, you know? So I'm like, this could be something different. And so I even shared that with my therapist and I'm like, how does this work when you've made a decision and said like, this is done, but then you start to see some remnants along the way that's like, oh, there's some life here. There's some magic happening here. And um, it started off with the apology. And then my grandmother, who I'm very close with, passed away and Mia showed up. I think you gave your condolences and everything, but then you asked me like, Ebony, is it okay if I come to be with you and your family and support you in this time? And I thought that was so interesting. I'm like, yeah, like, that's fine, because you had a close relationship with my grandmother as well. So it was bigger than just me. And so I'm willing to respect that. And I feel like my grandmother deserves all of that, whether alive or not. So I'm like, I would never get in the way of Dee Dee getting her her honor and her shine, you know, so, um, but then like you stuck stuck around for the repast, and it felt nice. And it wasn't like you were even trying to like, do too much you know like some people like when they want to be your friend again or want to come in it's like a lot and it's just like you were just there like I just want you to know that my presence is here however you need it and so I noticed that and I was like this is so interesting like I just kept thinking this so like okay the apology 
now she's here for this like tough time that I'm having and other people that were physically here or that I thought would be here for me in that way didn't show up. And that was like a big bell that rang in my head where it's like, so Ebony, are you willing to commit to not allow somebody to come into your life based upon a decision that you made literally years ago and their actions are bringing something totally different to the table? And I remember when I was, um, wanting to date this guy and everything was like falling downhill and I prayed about it and I asked God like why does this keep happening to me like how do I know if this guy is for me or not and God spoke to me and said you will know by the fruit that they bear and so that has evolved past romance at this point and when I was questioning you coming back into my life that's what came up you will know by the fruit that she bears and so I'm like well based upon the fruit the apology showing up for me in one of the toughest times that I'm experiencing with my grandmother. And then Mia invited me on this um, investment call. And now I'm a part of this group and it's like about financial prosperity and we're pouring into one another that way. And then um, so many other, oh, Mia reached out to me one day and said, hey, Ebony, I just want to find out from you like how I can support you this week. I had to go back to my therapist with that too. I'm like, I don't remember the last time somebody's asked me that. Like, I don't even know what to tell her. It took me a week to get back to me. And the ask was, could you be my first um, guest on my podcast? So this is the way that she's supporting me. And I wanted it to be in a way that could potentially not only like heal ourselves, but to heal other people. Because people aren't sharing this part of the process. People aren't sharing um, how friendships can leave and come back together and to be able to talk it out and what sound communication looks like so I wanted to be able to share that with everyone and so that was the reason to my yes to giving this a go again and life may still happen it may be like hey like this doesn't work out for the for both of us but I do feel like when you evaluate the fruit that is being presented by someone and it is fruit that is of value and there is like love there and respect there and it's just healthy I think it's worth a try. And it doesn't mean that we have to be what we were in the past. And honestly, I don't even think that's possible because we're two different people. And I also want to express this. I know I'm going on a rant here, but the importance of not being so committed to a decision that you made um, in the past at the expense of the blessing that you could be losing in this very moment. It's like you standing in a line to get some like your favorite food, like let's say some wings or something. And because Corona is happening, everybody has to social distance. So I'm in line for an hour. And so in the midst of me waiting there, I recognize I've been here for an hour, but I now have made up my mind that I actually um, have a desire for Longhorn. But am I going to be so committed because I spent an hour here in this line that I'm going to get what I know is no longer of value to me? Like, no, you have to pivot with life. And when a change happens and when you say, oh, I actually want something else or something else has presented itself, it's okay for me to step out of line and actually get what I want. And I want more relationships that are valuable, that are mature, that are rich like this. And the fruit that's here says, yes, 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 this is it. So that is the reason why I decided to give our friendship a go again. And it has proved to be a really good decision. And it's only been a month. I will say that when I reached out to apologize to you, um, my intention wasn't to like reignite the friendship. It was like, this is still on my heart and I want 
because I apologize before. Um, I'm like, I'm sorry for how I hurt you. Here's how, you know, but I, to your point about like apologies feeling different and being different, maybe like the way I apologized then didn't land. And so this time, maybe there was space and you were available for it in a different way for you to hear it. And so it was just still in my heart. I was just like, did I ever tell her this part though? Like, I'm sorry about this. And so when I apologized to him, I was like, I just want to tell this to her. I just want her to know that this is um, where I'm coming from with it or like even years later. And so I also am a person that's intentional about like, you know, people say like, uh, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I don't have any worst enemies because of, and not that we can leave every relationship in a good place, but it's like, I don't have to leave every relationship with, ugliness. It could be like a, a, a healthy leaving, a healthy exit. And if we've already exited in an ugly way, it's like there's, there's an amicable way we can come back to it and still leave each other with the gift of exiting. And so in my mind, I was like, I want to share this with her. And I feel like it's morphed beautifully now um, into this. And like, I don't know, Ebony, that I am a different person that I was then. I think that I am a deeper and a more um, nuanced person that if that situation were to happen again now and I needed, you know, if I like needed to re-up or I would, cause I still, to this day, like I'm still like that. Like there are times where I'm like, oh, I just need to be by myself for a couple of days. Um, and I'm like a hermit and I like don't go outside. I don't, I mean, it's quarantine, but like in general, there are times I don't answer my phone. Um, this happened the other day and my best friend sent my close friend that's here to my house. And I'm like, why are you here in my house? And she's like, oh yeah, she sent me over to check on you. I'm like, I turned my phone off. <laughs> and then she showed up at my door. So I feel like I get like that um, as a way to take care of myself now too. Um, I think that there's a different way to your point of like, I think I said to you like, no, I mean, you're, I, you, I don't want you to stay for these next two days. Um, that now there'll be a different approach to it. But I think I'm very much like deeply still connected with my soul and my centering place that I'm um, still similar to the, the person that I am. And the, the, I think that there, there's more loving ways to say no. There's more loving ways to engage. And like you said before, engage in discourse to say like, hey girl, so here's what I'm thinking. Here's how I'm feeling. What you think about it? Like, how can we come to a happy medium on this together? Right. I still feel like we're different, though. Like, we're not the same people that um, we were in 2012 or 16. Like, we're more evolved, which makes sense. That's my point. Yeah, that's real. So, and that we would communicate differently. That could have shifted everything. But I also feel like um, it's okay to do those things that are best for you. But then also, and I say this to myself as well, and I'm learning this still, that when I do what's best for me, I have to also recognize that in return, people are going to do what's best for them. So if with my yes to myself, if it rubs somebody the wrong way, they may pivot from me and I have to like be okay with that. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So it, it just Especially goes- if it's a healthy yes to yourself, like it's a healthy like self-care, like every, also people are at different parts of their journey and like they don't recognize self-care when they see it or like there are many different facets to how they understand self-care. And so people may be like, oh, she's rejecting me. But really, it's like, that's not a rejection of you. That's a yes to themselves. And so people are at different points in how they see a person taking care of themselves. Like this person, my grandmother, before she passed, um, was like, you, you're going to take a trip across the country um, 
at a, a gap year, if you got money to do that, you should be giving it to your family. And I'm like, oh, this is the way I'm taking care of my, I saved up $10,000 to be able to do this and I'm going to go. But in her mind, like that self-care was a no to her. My saying yes to myself for going on that trip was a rejection of my family in some way. And it shifted our relationships 100% um, because I said yes to myself. And so I also have to learn that sometimes people are at a different place where it's like a yes to yourself is a, is a may feel like a rejection of them in, of some sort. And that's not my responsibility. Um, that my responsibility is like being as good of a person as I can be in relationships and being as good of a yes as I can be to myself and to other people when it doesn't like steal something away from me. And I feel like if I hadn't taken that one year, one year gap year, which ended up being three months, um, and I instead came home and like gave my money to my parents, my grandparents, my grandma, that I would have been resentful. Like yeah. I would have had so much resentful. The relationship still would have been terrible. I will say this, um, based upon what you just said, you have to recognize what belongs in your bag and what doesn't. And mm -hmm. so you just have to be good with that. And that's a part of self-love and self-care. And I wouldn't change. This is my last thing I'm going to say. Me and Mia do this all the time. Mia is very intentional about her time. So am I. So I'm trying to like respect it. It's giving me anxiety. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> but I do have to say this, that... <laughs> said earlier on that um you wouldn't that you would change some things that you hate that it happened that way i actually have the opposite perspective that i'm happy that it happened the way that it did because we would never get to this moment together we would never be the people that we are had we not had that experience i'm just honored to be able to pick up in a different way and to do this thing called life with you and this means more to me than you know that we're able to have a mature and healthy conversation about this and potentially help other people. And um, you're awesome. And You are awesome and this is great. And uh, also y'all tell your friends to listen to the process, the podcast, um, Ebony is dope and she's doing some, and if you haven't listened to earlier episodes, go do that too um, and share this with folks. Um, this is the exciting work you're doing and I'm really grateful for what you're doing for our people um, and really just sharing sharing your life. Beautiful. Thank you, Mia. Uh, sending you so much love and I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you have it, friends. That is the end of my conversation with life coach Mia Dunlap. I just want to reiterate what the purpose of this conversation was for. It was about uh, sharing with you what a healthy and respectful conversation sounds like. Even if you have two different perspectives, even if what you're experiencing is tough, if it was excruciating or perhaps even traumatizing, there is always a way to convince verse with love and maturity while still respecting one another's differences and current positions in life. I hope that this conversation encourages you to continue to commit and fight for those relationships that bear healthy fruit for you and give yourself permission to let go and respect your own boundaries if you're in a current relationship that is not serving your highest self. Be sure to follow Mia Dunlap on Instagram, go to her website, check out her services that she provides. I've listed it all in the details below in this podcast so you can find her really easily that way and once again I thank Mia for her time and her good energy and for her being willing to 
do the grown woman work with me as we continue to build a healthy relationship. Until next time, know that I love you for listening and life is a process, friendship is a process, and be sure to be gentle with yourself throughout that journey. Love you guys. Have a beautiful day.